all fired up this morning. I'm glad you guys are here. I walked out this morning on the front porch and it was like, the humidity is gone. It's like beautiful out there today. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll do our welcoming time. Lord Jesus, I thank you God just for the opportunity to be here, Lord, to worship you today, to sing praises uh, to you today, uh, Lord, to give uh, to you and to study your word today and, and talk about uh, how you are a good father and you're the example for the men this morning and Lord, I thank you for the men in this church. I thank you for my uh, father, Lord, and the godly example he was and uh, today may be a, a tough day for some people here, and I get that, and uh, Lord, you, you have given us an example of a perfect father, and so Lord, um, we're going to talk about that today, and let us focus on you today, and we love you and we thank you. In your name I pray, amen. Take a couple of minutes this morning, welcome everyone.
Thank you guys. You may be seated this morning. We're going to start uh, this morning. We, we like to do this uh, every year on Mother's Day and today is Father's Day. So we have got the congregation, the children's department has a video and they got some stuff to pass out. We want to pass it out first, a video first. Video first. So would you guys play the children's department video for the fathers please. Eli, what does your dad teach you? About the Bible. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day, Dad. Love you. Jameson, what does your dad do for you? He makes um, hamburgers sometimes on his grill, and he makes um, ribs. They're really good. <coughs> what else? And he loves me. He loves you? It sounds like I'm coming to your house for dinner. Can I? Sure. Okay. Is there anything? Okay with my mom and dad. There you go. Is there anything else you want to tell them for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. Love you. Ivy, what does your dad do with you? Um, play softball with you. Play softball with you? Does he teach you more softball skills? Make you a better player? Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything you want else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Um, Happy Father's Day. I love you. Happy Father's Day. Sydney, what is your favorite memory with your dad? Um, I liked when I got to go on a mission trip with him, and I also um, had a good memory when I got to skip school and go to work with him. Awesome. What did you guys do? Um, I just like sat in the car, and then we went and ate Godfather's Pizza while he like, went into businesses. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. I love you. Lillian, what makes your dad special? Is there anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day, Dad. Love you. Ethan, what's your favorite thing about your dad? Everything. Everything. Is there anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. I love you. What is your favorite memory with your dad? My dad pulling me on my skate, my longboard down the road three yeah. or four times. Awesome. Do you have anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. Jackson, what does your dad do for you? Um, he gives me kisses and hugs. He kisses and has the best hugs and best kisses. And he 
Awesome. Is there anything else you want to tell them for Father's Day? What did your dad do for you? Uh, he spoils me and he takes me hunting. Is there anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. I love you, Dad. Maddie, what's your favorite thing about your dad? He's funny and he's just amazing. Oh, that's sweet. Is there anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. Josie, what do you love about your dad? He makes dinner um, for me. And what else? From school? That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to tell him for Father's Day? I love him. Happy Father's Day, I love you. All right. Thank you. Brian, we are going to be arrested for allowing our kids to skip school. That's what I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> would would you uh, the kids kids all all the kids come up here dads if you would please stand up this morning the church children's department has something for you this morning thank you sweetheart give it, you can give it to mom thank you thank you. Jameson get you one? Yeah. Perfect. He is. I got one. Selena's got it. You want to say anything about this this morning? Just yeah, go ahead while while I, while I start it. All right, guys, we're going to get started with announcements here. If uh, if you if you've got if you don't have one, please remain standing just for the sake of time here. This is the ladies' uh, retreat, the Women of Joy retreat. Valerie, you want to tell them about it? Um, we will leave Friday afternoon, uh, September thirtieth, and return Sunday afternoon, uh, October second. It should be a really great conference, and it's $99 if you get signed up before the, th the money is due the third if you want the $99. If after that, it's $119, um, and then you guys plus hotel rooms. So um, if you have questions, come see me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. If somebody needs help going, can't afford yes. to go, come let us know. Yes. We'll, we'll definitely make sure that can happen, too. Um, next Saturday... We got anything? Anybody want to say anything about the fishing tournament next Saturday, Sean? Next Saturday morning, what time are they going to need? Everyone need to be there. Nine o'clock next Saturday morning. The address is one is one seventy nine one seventy nine Old Seymour Road. So if you just go out J not J 
P Highway, go out uh, 38 to P and turn right on P Highway, follow it down, I don't know, three or four miles maybe, turn right on Old Seymour Road, it's the first place right on the left, uh, so it's 179, kids fishing tournament, we'll have lunch there, it is a blast, so come bring a lawn chair, there's plenty of shade trees, uh, next Saturday morning from 9 to what, noon, 1 to 2, 9 to 2, uh, next Saturday morning out at the ranch, so uh, please come for that. And then VBS. VBS is June 27th through the 30th at 6 o'clock each night. So not this Monday, but the following Monday is when VBS starts. Do you need any more volunteers? We filled up pretty full. Okay, register your kids. If you have not registered your kids, please try to get them registered online instead of doing it the night of. It kind of helps up the the process. So VBS the 27th through the 30th. We'll have dinner for them and you if you need to eat dinner every night at 6 o'clock uh, here at the church. That's Monday through Thursday. They'll be done about 8.30. About 8.30. So please, even if you, you don't have to stay, even if you want to drop them off, drop them off and go on a date night one night. Uh, also that week, if you have questions for me about baptism about salvation, about, I don't know, anything going on in your life and you want to, you think, man, I'd really like to talk to the preacher or one of the elders, let me know. I'll be here every night that week. I won't be teaching a class, so I'll have plenty of time to sit down and visit with you uh, that week if, if we need to. So uh, that tonight, normally we have men's Bible study. No men's Bible study because it's Father's Day. We usually cancel that or discipleship, so none of that uh, tonight, so you can spend time uh, with the, the men, the, the your fathers, your husbands, and all that good stuff. Wednesday night, dinner at 6 o'clock. Uh, dinner at 6 o'clock. Classes start at 6.45. So maybe you'll be visiting this morning. We eat together uh, for dinner every Wednesday night, and then we have classes. Adult, youth, uh, kids' classes, the whole nine yards, it starts uh, at 6.45. Did I forget anything? Mike, you want to, Mike, we had a couple of people go on the mission trip this week. Mike, you want to give a quick just update on the mission trip on how it went? It was hot, but you guys got a lot done. Perfect. All right, good. Anything else this morning? Uh, the, oh, yes, Jeannie. So um, our, our, uh, the stones for the paving stones for the Choices Pregnancy Center. Need to get those in today if you can, please. The forms are out there. Jeannie will be out there if you want to want to fill one of those out. It's uh, what they are. There's these concrete stones, and they're going to be around on the walkway that leads into the new Choices Pregnancy Center. So, if you would like to sponsor one of those, please get with Jeannie uh, today on that. Yes, sir. July fourth, we'll talk about it. I don't know totally what we're going to do. I got to talk to Mike about it. We'll be there that day on the square. Anything else? I agree. Don't have anything else. Everybody stand. Let's take up the morning offering and we'll bless that. All right, Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this morning and just our opportunity to be here today. And as we are in our time of worship, of song and giving, Lord, I pray that this offering will be used to further your kingdom, that uh, the gospel will be advanced locally and nationally and all over the world, Lord. And thank you for this body of believers joining uh, here today to sing and to, to worship you. And we love you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen.
All right, so, so one thing I want to say real quick, we have a special this morning, and we, I don't know, I was raised in a Baptist church that people would uh, use their gifts and talents to bring glory to God and to edify the body and encourage the body by singing musical specials. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to have some specials. Uh, we, we've got one special this morning. If you have the gift of, uh, of uh, music and musical talent, you don't even have to be that talented. Just see Ace. If you want to glorify and edify the body and, and you want to sing a special, talk to Ace and we can get you on. So special this morning, right? Ladies, you're up. I think we have a special this morning. There, there they go. This to dissolve by dads and especially mine. I love you, Daddy.
Somebody bring John the Kleenexes back there, right? Yeah. Good job, girls. I, that's, that's awesome. Okay, so the kids can go downstairs uh, to Children's Church this morning if they would like to. Turn in your Bibles this morning to Psalms 107. Psalms 107. So today, I, I had asked Ace to, to sing uh, that, that song, Good, Good Father, because it ties into what I'm talking about uh, today for Father's Day. And, and I love the line in the song that the girls just got through singing that talked about your love came from a heavenly father. And that's, man, ties in good. Psalms 107 verse 1. I've got a couple of opening verses, uh, but you can look this one up and I'll just read the other one. Psalms 107.1, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Second verse I want to read to you this morning is Luke 18, 18 and 19. Luke 18, 18 and 19. And it says, And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, this morning for uh, this worship time that we've got to lift our voices and we've got to give to you. And Lord, thank you for the edification that just happened by those two young ladies and uh, honoring their father this morning, and in turn, it's honoring to you. And, and Lord, so I thank you for them this morning. And be with us as we look at your word this morning, and we talk about um, you are our good, good father. And and without you, we, uh, we're we lost. And so I pray this morning uh, for, for the ones that may be here today or watching that, Lord, Father's Day is not a joyous time for them. Uh, maybe it's a really sad time that their father's not here or... or um, just for whatever reason, they've, they've grown up without a, a father that um, they've never known, or maybe that's just totally mistreated them. Lord, I pray for them today, uh, Lord, that they look to you. In your name I pray, amen. So, Father's Day is a, it's not just uh, some holiday. It's an important day, um, and, and for some people it's not a joyous time. Uh, today may not be a joyous time for you that you may have never had a father Certainly not one that you would say was a good father, maybe, or, or um, so maybe it brings memories of abuse or neglect, or um, maybe you're here today and you just miss your father, that he's no longer here on this earth. And so, um, for us fathers in the room, uh, I want to tell you it's hard being a good father, and in fact, we're not going to be a good father, as scripture would define it, because we fail, we fail. Why do we fail? Fellas, because we're sinners. Because we have sin. Uh, and, and scripture teaches that. Romans 3.23 teaches, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that includes every person in here today. That includes me. That includes you. We've all sinned. So what I want to offer today is not some picture of a good, godly, human father. I want to offer you today a picture of a good, perfect, heavenly father. A faithful teacher uh, and what are the characteristics that he had? Why is he good? And we can look, just as that song you ladies just sang, that, that points us to his love is the example for us today, fellas. It's the example for all of us today. So I've only got two points. It's going to be a pretty short sermon, I think, if I don't chase too many rabbits. But the first one is that God is good. That God is good. Jesus uh, was the first Jewish rabbi to ever teach us to address God as our Father. And that's exactly what he taught when he was teaching them how to pray. Uh, 
when he was teaching them how to pray. So what kind of father is he? Over, over and over in scripture, we see that God is called good. There's a whole bunch of verses. I just picked out a couple. The first one is 1 Chronicles 16.34. 1 Chronicles 16.34, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Nahum 1.7 is another one. It says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. And I, I, thinking about the goodness of God and just how good he is. When I think, I, I think about just so we can start with creation and just going outside. Today is a beautiful day this afternoon to go outside into creation. Uh, it's it's going to be warm, but the, no humidity. You can walk around and see God's goodness in the things that he has made. The things that he allows his creation, including everybody, whether you're lost or not, to enjoy that God is good. But I, I wanted to take this to totally another direction on the goodness of God. And that what it says in Romans 5.8. That God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is a good God. He didn't ask us to, to make ourselves look good and to, to try to clean up before he loved us. He came and he died for us while we were still sinners. Christ took the initiative to come and find us as lost sheep. That was his son's mission in life. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, it says, The Son of Man, Jesus said, The Son of Man came to seek and to save, which was lost. Without God reaching us and dying for us, we would be dead in our sins. Lost, separated from God because of our sin. And at, all, at one time, everybody here, everybody here, was just like the lost sheep that he talks about. Turn to Luke chapter 15. It's one of my favorite books. Luke chapter 15. He gives us two examples here of this. Luke 15 verses 1 through 8. It says this, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all, all, were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Everybody here at one time was that lost sheep. That lost sheep that God went to and picked up and carried. Another next verse is 8 through 10. It's called the parable of the lost coin. It says, or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? How we can relate to that today is the remote. <laughs> How many of you tear your house apart looking for the remote, right? Yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. That's why y'all laughed, because I know you've done it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I, that I had lost. 
Just so I tell you, there's joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Listen, what Jesus did on the cross, that he died for us, that he came and he sought us when we were lost. I can't give you more of an example of the goodness of God than that. That is the goodness of God. Him sacrificing himself for us. Listen, we want to love like God. Sacrifice yourself for your family. Sacrifice yourself for your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's the example. That is the goodness of God on full display. What's another characteristic here? I'm just covering two this morning. The second one, that God is faithful. I love this. He's faithful. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. There's three verses I want to share, and then I'm going to break all three of them down. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And the third one is 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we see the faithfulness of God on full display here in these three promises. He gives us three promises here. And I want to, I want to look at them. The first one was 2 Thessalonians 3.3. 3. The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. He's going to guard us against evil. Right now, right now, if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and you have an established biblical home of a husband, a wife, a ch and children, you are absolutely in a fight right now. A fight against the flesh and blood. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it is a, it's not against flesh and blood, it's a spiritual battle. You are in a spiritual fight against what's going on in our world. You are absolutely, and, and it talks about this in scripture. I want you to turn over to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. You're going to see how this ties in with 2 Thessalonians 3.3 here in just a second. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. It says, Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. I'm telling you that Satan is absolutely after the church. He is after you. His mission is not a lost and dying world. He already has them. So the attack is not on them. The attack is on you. You are the target. And fathers, because it's Father's Day, Satan wants to fill your schedule with all sorts of busyness. This is one way that he attacks our families and attacks the church. He wants to fill your calendar up so busy that you neglect spending time in prayer. You neglect spending time reading scripture. You neglect your family. You neglect the gathering of the church. Those are all targets that you have to deal with. That have to be a priority in your life. Now listen, here's the here's how it ties in. The power in this fight doesn't come from you. It doesn't come from me. 
it comes from the faithfulness of God. It comes from Him. It comes from the salvation that's found in Him. By our faith we're made right. His faithfulness, He saves us. Now look, look at the whole armor. Let's read it. We're going to read it. I'm not going to totally break it down. Maybe I need to go back and do that on a sermon series or something. But let's read 13 through 17. It says this, Therefore take up the whole armor of God. Let's stop there. Not the whole armor of Jeff. Not the whole armor of Ace. Not the whole armor of Mike. I don't know who else I can pick on, fellas, or John, or anybody other man in here, or woman. It's the, or Ricky. We got to pick on, fine, Ricky, I'll pick on you. It's not the whole armor of Ricky. Come on, Ricky, what are you doing? Come on, Ricky. Right? Oh, I love Ricky. Uh, you take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to what? Stand firm. Stand firm. When you're getting attacked, you have God's armor, you stand firm. You don't run, you don't hide, you stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. The truth. Who is truth? Might as well break it down real quick. Who's truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth. Jesus is truth. Right? Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Who's righteousness? I'm not righteous. I just opened the sermon by saying what? We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus is righteousness. His perfect righteousness. And as shoes, for, as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. What's the gospel of peace? That Jesus died on the cross, took your sins, and he paid for them. And now you can have peace with God through what Jesus did on the cross. That's good news. And we should have that on our feet, ready to run around and share it with everybody we know. I'm getting fired up. I'm just sorry. This is good. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. Faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You use this. You hide this word in your heart so that when Satan attacks, you slash him back with God's word. You fight with God's word. Listen, God is the guard. It's through him that we are on guard. That's how he guards us. He's our protector. It's only through him. Listen, when you don't have Christ, when you're not in Christ, you're an easy target. You're dead. That's why Satan doesn't have to worry about you. Because you're already with him. You're just dead in your sin. Here's the second thing. God remains faithful to his children even when we're not faithful. I love this. I love this. Now let's just be honest this morning. Let's be honest. Was that you, Ricky? That wasn't right here. Okay. I'm just teasing. Whoever it was, just invite him to come to church, okay? All right. Let's be honest this morning. Do we always remain faithful to God? No. No. Do you, if you say yes, you know what my next question is going to be? Do you always love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind? No way. No way. There are many times in our life when our faith hits rock bottom. It could be an illness. It could be a loss of a job. It could be a tragedy that strikes in your family. And our faith that God is still working in my life, it tanks. It tanks. And you think there's no way 
God, I don't believe you're still working in my life. There's no way this can happen. I'm thankful this morning when that happens that God's faithfulness doesn't tank when ours does. That he is faithful. He remains faithful. He doesn't deny one of his children. Turn to Psalm 23. This is not a normal Father's Day probably passage, that, but it definitely pertains. Psalms 23. I wrote it down wrong, guys. Hold on here. Did I have a... Did I have a what's, what's the psalm that... Yea, though I walk through the valley. That's Where's it at in there then? I'm looking for it. I didn't write the verses down. I'm in... Well, no wonder. I'm in Proverbs 23. I'm like, where's this at, guys? You see how I'm messed up? Come, hey, Ricky, that was a good opportunity for you to have the congregation get after me right there. All right, Psalm 23. Here it is. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You notice what David's saying? David is saying, he does it. He does it. He does it. He does it. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Look at that. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You're with me and we dine together and we have communion in the presence of an evil and dark world. God does that. That's amazing. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No matter what, God's with them. God's with you. His faithfulness is always there. Always. No matter how bad it looks, how bad things in our life look, God is faithful. And once, someday, someday we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's faithfulness. That faithfulness is not dependent upon me. That faithfulness is dependent upon him. All right, here's the third thing of this. When we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive. Oh man. Wow. The way we deal with sin is to repent and confess the sin as soon as we recognize it. As soon as we know that we have sinned against God, we should confess that sin. And, and he is faithful and just to forgive us. If we don't do that, brothers and sisters, you know what happens? A heavy burden starts getting placed on us. We start getting weighted down. We start getting weighted down because of our sin. I've told you guys this. I told this and, and it reminded me while I was getting the sermon together. I told this a couple weeks ago and many of you weren't there. Uh, and I, I know I've told this years ago, but I want to tell you this, uh, an example of this. I think it's a great practical exa- example. I worked for a company. This has been when we first got married. This has been like 20 years ago. I was a sales rep for a company, and I knew I was going to be leaving this job. And the owner of that company, he renewed our health insurance. Like every month, he would pay our health insurance. Well, I knew I was going to be quitting, and I wasn't going to probably sell anything else. But I didn't go and tell him. 
right? I put in a two-week notice, but I let him pay my health insurance premium ahead of time, knowing that he wasn't going to be able to recoup those costs. Well, years later, right? I didn't think anything about it at the time, but years later, as I grow in my relationship with Christ, every time I drove by that business, you know what I felt? A weight. I was convicted that I that he had paid about three hundred dollars for my health insurance, and he, and he was just out of the money. He was just out of the money, and I I didn't do anything about it. And every every time I drove by that place, I I felt like man, I need to do something about this. So one day. I finally said, I've had enough of being weighted down because of what I did was wrong. And this has been like 15 years later. I walk into this business, same business owner, and I said, you remember me? And he said, yeah, I remember you. And I said, it may not be a good memory. He said, no, it's good to see you. And I said, no, I want to tell you why I'm here. And I told him that what I'd done. And I said, I owe you $300, probably more than that with interest. But I wrote him a check, and he's like, you don't need to pay me. I said, yes, I do. Because every time I drive by your business, I don't like it. And I don't want to be convicted of that anymore. Right? That's, now, I'm not telling you that because you're like, wow, that's amazing. I'm telling you that because that's what sin will do. It will weigh you down. It will weigh you down until you confess it. Until you confess the sin and say, God, I agree with you that I stole from him and I shouldn't have stole. Well, I can't believe we have a pastor as a thief. You probably don't know a lot of that stuff. You do, right? Not anymore, thank you, Lord, because you've convicted me. Psalm 34, 3 through 4 says this, For when I keep silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For night and day your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. You know what's David talking about? He's talking about unconfessed sin. He's talking about unrepentant sin. What did it make him feel like? Go out and pick rocks for about 10 hours this week when it's 97, and that's the way it made him feel. He was drained, wasted away. But look what happens in the next verse when David confesses his sin to God. Verse 5, I acknowledge my sin to you, I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. That's awesome. That what we have to do is agree with God about our sin. When we confess, he forgives. What an amazing promise. Now, there's something else here, though. He doesn't qualify if he will forgive us. It's not, well... You need to say this many Hail Marys, or you need to do this many good deeds. You have to do this, and I'll forgive you. He doesn't say that. What he says is, he's faithful, and he's going to forgive you. That's awesome. Listen, dads, here's how this ties into Father's Day. We're not going to be an effective, godly example, the leaders in our home, if we try to hide sin from God. We're not going to be effective. And that's really just a stupid statement by me to hide sin from God. That's a dumb statement. Because we can't hide anything from God. He already knows everything. So why would we even want to try? Why would we not just confess what he already knows, agree with what he already knows, and let him forgive us? Confess your sin, agree with him, and he forgives you. 
Now that could be a lot of different scenarios. But I trust, not me, I trust that the Holy Spirit convicts us when we sin. And if we're not being the godly examples in our home. So here's, I want to close with this. Told you I wouldn't be that long. All of all the fathers here today, I want to say this, are not the perfect example. Now we have lots of fathers that I'm thankful that set a great example of what it means to love their wife, to love their families, to love the Lord no matter what's going on. I'm thankful that we have men in this church that I look up to, that you can look up to. I have a whole bunch of names wrote here, and I'll probably get in trouble if I name them, but you know who you are. There's a whole bunch in here, and I'm not going to name all of them. So I'm thankful for the godly men in this room. And church, you should be thankful for the godly men that have been placed here at Crossbridge. But listen to me, they're not the standard. They're not the standard. God is. He is good. He is faithful. He is just. He is righteous. He is the perfect father. That's our example. You want to be the perfect father? Look to Jesus. Look to his example. That's how you become the perfect father. And let me say, it's never going to happen on this earth, but one day we will be perfected in heaven. But he's our example. He's the example. God is good. God is faithful. He's the example. Listen, when we're not meeting that standard, fellas, what do we have to do? Don't, don't, I know, ladies are going to be going away on this women's retreat. And I know we're going to have to try to keep the house clean. And we're going to try to feed the kids. And when the dirt comes in, don't pick up the rug and kick the dirt underneath it for mama to get several days later, right? Don't try to hide it. Clean it up. Don't try to hide your sin from God. Confess your sin, and he will forgive you. He's faithful and just. So I want to ask this. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. I want to ask you this today. Do you have a father in heaven? Is God your father? If he's not, all you have to do is call upon him. In faith, place yourself in him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Fellas, I love Father's Day. I, I'm thankful for my father, my earthly father. I'm thankful for the men in this room. I'm thankful for you all. But we are not perfect. If we are not doing the things that God expects out of us, you know what we have to do? Not confess it to mama. Confess it to God. And he'll forgive you. And you get lined out. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. If you need to come and pray, you can. I just want to tell you I'm thankful for this body and I'm thankful for the men. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God. You are the example. You are the perfect example that we see in Scripture. And Lord, I pray that we're a body of believers that looks to you as that perfect example. I'm thankful, Lord, that you are faithful and you are just and you forgive us when we sin. Even when we don't ask for it, you forgive us. Lord, I pray that we be more like you. Not more like me, not more like any of our elders or our deacons, but more like you. God, I love you and I thank you. In your name I pray. Amen.
Thank you. All right, I'm going to ask Scott. You guys know Scott. Scott went through our freeway program here in Marshfield. He graduated several months ago and then went to the Timothy Project in Springfield. He has now graduated the Timothy Project, and you're going to be able to tell here in a second by his accent that he's from Louisiana. <laughs> and he is headed back to Louisiana. And, and uh, so what we're going to do is I'm going to give him a couple of seconds here or minutes or whatever he wants to, to address you all, and I, I want to say that um, this is why we do this ministry, right? I asked him, I said, Anna, what are you going to do in ministry? He said, I'm going to go home and be a dad to my kids. And I thought, that's perfect, because that's the first ministry that we should be, guys, for Father's Day. So there you go, brother. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. Hello, Crossbridge. Uh, 21 months ago... My self-righteousness and my addiction and then my guilt had left me surviving out of a doorway in an abandoned building in Charleston, South Carolina. And by the grace of God, Freeway Ministries brought me here and then planted me in y'all's church. I got here, I was broken, lost, and had nothing left. Between Freeway and Crossbridge, y'all gave me my dignity back. Y'all accepted me. Y'all accept us. You know, I don't know if what y'all know about Freeway, y'all the outreach here, but you need to love on these gentlemen. I mean, we don't come from a lot of a good homes, so. But y'all, it's like y'all met me at my brokenness, and then you, you built me up. And then just spiritually, you built me up. And I want from the deepest part of my heart to tell y'all, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for opening your arms to men like me and the guys in Freeway. And there's something I want to leave with you. It's, um, it's from the Gospel of Luke, and it's, uh, this is the verse I'm always going to remember about Crossbridge Baptist Church. And it's chapter 9, verse 23. And then Jesus said to them, All, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. As Christians... We should not practice self-denial. Don't indulge in our appetites of this world. Our burdens and hardships must not hinder our duty to be obedient to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Crossbridge. Thank you, brother. I love you. I love you, too. You're not going anywhere, though. Okay. You're just standing right here. 
Okay, here's the benediction, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to do something special as we close today. Here's the benediction. It's 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Love that. I want you to stand right here. I'm going to ask our elders, and I'm going to ask the church. Laying on of hands and praying for someone as they send them out is a very, very biblical thing. So I'm going to ask our elders to come, and then a few church would fill in, and, and we're going to make a big old circle around Mr. Scott as we send him out back home. I said Louisiana, South Carolina. Louisiana, I'm You're from Louisiana, but you're going to South Carolina. I'm going back to Louisiana. Oh, you're going back to Louisiana? Okay. <laughs> I had it right the first time then, didn't I? Okay. Well, I expect you to come back and visit, and when you come back, to make a big crawfish boil for this whole church, okay? All right. So we're going to pray for him this morning as he goes back. Church, I'm going to ask you to come. Get out of your comfort zones a little bit and come pray for somebody. Okay. You can put your hand on the person behind. It's very biblical. And I'm going to ask Max. We'll wait just a second, Max, but I'm going to ask you to close us. When everybody gets around. You can fill in the aisle and just we're going to pray for him as he goes back and is a missionary in his home. All right. Close us, Max. Our Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to uh, give you praise that we got to see this man's life change right before our eyes. And he's now going to go home and be a good, good father to his family. And what a blessing that is. And we just, we just pray your blessing on him and his life as he, as he goes and, and is a witness to you and denies himself, takes up his cross and does what's right and, and continues in, in his life. And we, we know you will open doors to, to repair fences in his family. Uh, open doors of ministry for him, and we pray for that. Uh, we pray that, and we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him here so much. And uh, Scott, we just pray that you know that we're always with you in spirit. And we just thank you again for this opportunity to be with him. And um, look for the blessed hope, the the blessed hope of of Jesus Christ and the ministry of him and Scott's life. And, it was just a blessing to us, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.